The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Lift your hands. <laughs> Let every ear be anointed to hear and every heart receptive receive all that you have today, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to take a few minutes this morning and just talk to you along the lines of being thankful. We've already started that, but it's good. This was like a seven-course meal. From the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8 and verse 11, it says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord your God. What's the number one problem that we deal with today in the church world is it's almost like people have forgotten God. Ministers have forgotten God. People forgot that God actually heals. Hello. People think that only medical science heals or medicine, or doctors. They forgot that Jesus is the healer. You know, when I wrote that book on Jesus, it would have gone places if I'd have just taken three chapters out. Jesus, my healer, Jesus, my provider, and Jesus, the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. They said, if you'll do that, the book will go places. I said, I'll, it'll go places without you. Thank you very much. It will stay in there. Beware that you don't forget the Lord by not keeping his commandments and his judgments, his statutes, which are commanded this day. Lest when you have eaten in a fall, there's going to be a lot of people this week, especially Thanksgiving Day, that are going to have eaten and are going to be full. And you built goodly houses and dwell therein. When your herds and your flocks multiply, your silver and gold is multiplied, all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up. And you forget the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. In other words, forgetting where God brought you from. Don't ever forget where you've come from. Who has led you through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents, scorpions, drought, where there was no water, who brought you water out of the rock of flint, who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers didn't know, that he might humble you, that he might prove you, to do you good at your latter end. And thou say in thy heart, my power and the might of my hand has got me this wealth, but thou shalt remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the power to create wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is to this day. Say this after me, I refuse to forget God. I'm going to remind myself and remind everybody around me, especially when they start to talk about what is happening, I'm going to say, this is all God. You have to stop people in the conversation to remind them this is all God. Yeah, let me just tell you, this is all God. Somebody said, yeah, but people get irritated about that. They can get irritated about it. I'm not going to forget him. I'm not going to forget him. Now, my wife mentioned this earlier, but in Deuteronomy 28, 47 and 40, uh, 48, 
because you did not serve the Lord with your joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, therefore you will serve your enemies which the Lord shall send against you in hunger, thirst, nakedness, and the want of all things, and will put a yoke of iron upon your neck until they have destroyed you. All because you won't serve him with joyfulness and thankfulness of heart. I want you this whole week, the moment you wake up in the morning, just the first thing you do to lift your hands and say, Lord, I want to just thank you right now for another day that I'm alive today. I'm breathing. Your hand is upon me. I'm going to see your glory this day and do that throughout the day. Just be very thankful. Just stop. That's why we pray over the food. How many eat three meals or two meals a day? You pray over the food, but be thankful. Always being thankful. It's not to be religious, it's to be thankful. Just stop, just pause, pause, pause. To be thankful, amen. Number one, never forget that God, not man, that God is your source, not man. Man is not your source. You know, one of the biggest problems that we just come through is everybody thought the government's the source. Man is the source. If, if they don't help you, you're going to die. No. You, God's hand's on you. God's hand is going to carry you. Are you with me? I don't care what they diagnosed. I don't care what the doctors told you. It's what God says. Can you say amen? amen? Say this off to me. God is my source. Is my source. Man, is not my source. Man is not my source. So many look at their job, their salary as their source of supply. Yeah. So suddenly, maybe they lost their job. The people, you know, I mean, if you were working at Twitter this last week, <laughs> you probably got very upset. I think there was seven and a half thousand people that got fired. And I think if 50 people run the whole place, so if 50 people are running the whole place, what were the other 7,450 people doing? I saw a meme of Elon Musk standing, looking through the window of, of Twitter, and it said, you fired the people as they drive off in the cars you built. <laughs> it's very funny to me. We need to depend upon God more than anything else in our life. God is the source for everything, for your hopes, your desires, your dreams, everything. Now I must say this to keep a balance here, just because you believe God is your source, that doesn't mean to say you quit your job. We get people coming to River University, I'm going to walk by faith. I just quit my job. That's not walking by faith. That means you're going to be mooching off somebody. Amen. No, you don't quit your job and walk by faith. Your job is there as something that you need to apply yourself to on a daily basis. Because the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. Amen. So we should all be working. And it's something that you can learn 
by what you're doing. There's many, many jobs that I've done over the years that have prepared me for what I'm doing right now. There's things that I did that was uncomfortable, that was in a hard place. And I thought, why am I here doing this? I'm getting paid peanuts. And the Lord said, just keep doing. I'm with you. I'm a supplier for you. I'm going to make a way for you. You'll understand it later on. It was only later on that I realized, boy, did I need to take that route. I learned everything I need. Everything I need for now, I learned in some of the hardest places where I thought the Lord didn't know where I was, but he knew where I was the whole time. Can you say amen? He was just preparing me, getting me ready. So trusting God is not laziness. I've never met so many lazy preachers. They don't even want to go out and preach anymore. They just want to stay home and Zoom. Nobody wants to watch your Zoom. Have you seen how many people view it? And you can, you can say, as many will come on later and watch the re... Nobody comes on later and watches any rerun. <laughs> it's, it's all nonsense speak. Get up and go work. Can you say amen? amen? Trusting God is not laziness. And, and here's something that people don't know. Faith works. Amen. Faith works. Your faith is always working. You put your hand to something that God blesses and that God increases. What starts small multiplies. Hallelujah. Second Thessalonians 3 and verse 11. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Busybody. When you know more about everybody else's trash, like when you become the walking encyclopedia for whatever junk is happening anywhere, something is wrong. You know, I just tell people, look, I'm actually too busy for this right now. Thank you so much. Too busy. Well, don't you want to hear it? No, I don't. I'm not interested. It's a road to nowhere. Zip it. When you, when you are creating, when you're busy creating, you don't have time for people ripping things to pieces. How are you going to become productive when you hang around people, all they do is tear down? Amen? If you come back two years from now, we're still tearing down, constructing, you know, something is wrong there. You know what I mean? I mean, we, if, we are, if there's any upheaval, it's to put in, and it's going to go, it's going to be better. Are you with me? It's going to be greater. The only time we tear down is when it's useless. And then we make way for what God wants to do. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. I'm so glad that the Lord could help us to help people. 
to give out the food that we do. And we're going to do more of that. Are you with me? But I promise you, if every person that's receiving on the receiving hand of the blessing will become a recipient of the blessing that come out of the hands of the Lord through this church, any one of you that diligently comes and attends and applies yourself within three years will be part of the solution and you'll step out of the place where you're just receiving to be a place where you're the ones now supplying. Which, that's how we transform a city. Can you say amen? Let me say this. It doesn't matter where you live in the city of Tampa. If you find yourself living in some project area and they say that's what the rest of your life, that's not the rest of your life. God's going to bring you out of that. You're going to see breakthrough upon breakthrough. Your life is going to be a testimony of the Lord's glory and his grace. Can you say amen? Maybe you came here and you, you come from another country and you don't even have a green card as of yet. Listen, I don't know how God's going to work for you to stay here. I can't tell you that uh, ICE is waiting for you in the lobby and they're going to fill out all the application forms. I can't say that here today. Don't get nervous on me. But I, the, if the Lord wants you here, God's going to make a way for you. God will make a way for every single person to do what God's called them to do. Can you say amen? But if you just yet to be a recipient of government aid or government, then you might as well go back to your country where you came from. Boy, it got quiet. How many know this is important? You know, what a lie from the devil to put every person as a dependent upon the government to where you have to wait for them, please, please, can you help me, please? Listen, take your stinking hand and get away from me. I'm going to be the helping hand. If anybody's going to be helping, it's going to be me helping others. And God brings you out of that. So, everybody say, I'm working, I'm working. Daily. daily. I'm seeking the kingdom. I'm, seeking the kingdom. I'm, about kingdom I'm about kingdom business. I'm about my father's business. In order for that to take place, you have to, every day, you have to act on the word. You say, what are you going to do tomorrow? Act upon the word of God. What are you going to do Tuesday? I'm acting upon the word of God. That means the word is alive on the inside of you. What You heard the testimonies, a couple with, it, with a little boy. We look like you should call the ambulance, but what happened? The word rose up on the inside of them and they acted upon the word and said, absolutely not. They both come from a medical background. They both could have called 911, but they said, no. The word rose on the inside of them and they said, absolutely not. And that word will arise on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hearing the word is not enough. You have to put your faith into action and act upon the Word of God. This week is going to be a week of acting upon the Word of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's His known Word, which you have in your Bible. And then the unknown Word, which means, you know, to go to this city or go to this place or go... You can't find that in the Scripture. So you have to learn to listen to the voice of the Spirit of God. But the Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 22, but be doers 
of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if any be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner man he was. Which how many have ever gone by the mirror, looked at yourself, and then you realize, hey, my hair's out, I need to fix it. Huh? Anybody ever done that? You know what the worst is? Let me tell you what, the, this is my pet peeve. So you go to lunch and you go eat somewhere and then you come out of the place and they want to get a picture, but nobody tells you there's like a black thing stuck in your teeth. You know what I mean? Nobody goes, excuse me, hey bro, you got something stuck in your teeth. We're going to get a picture. No. Later on, you all stand there smiling for the picture and then you go by the mirror and you go, oh no, oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody said, you know, you got a piece of peppercorn stuck on your tooth. Nobody says anything. They didn't tell you anything. How can you be a friend when you don't tell your friend? You got, and then you look like in the picture, you know, like a missing tooth. People say, boy, I tell you, somebody must have punched his front tooth out. You say, no, that ain't no miss. That's a piece of salad. Don't look at me like that. Anybody ever had some food? Yeah. Tell your friends, hey. Somebody come from the restroom, you know, they didn't do up the fly. No. Hey, bro, just so you know. Help people. If somebody comes walking out of the toilet with a long string of toilet paper, tell them, hey, you, you got Tell people, help people. We got to help people. Hey, bro, <laughs> the toilet followed you. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm not sure, but I think you're receiving your facts. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the word, the word, <laughs> the word, the word is a mirror. Okay, the word is a mirror. Okay, you look in the word, you see yourself, but. We need people around us. That's why it's important to interact so somebody can say. They can see what you can't see. Well, I don't want to get around them because they always see something about me. Oh, well, maybe that you need somebody to see because you're blind. We, we could tell some stories, can't we? You can see how long they've been in the ministry. Because every story came together right there. But, um, huh? <laughs> some people just never get the fact. All right. When you look in the mirror, immediately you know to make the adjustments. That's why it's important to read the word every day. Every single day, let God's word speak to you. And it's always God's word speaking to you, not to somebody else. To you first, then to everybody else. So it says here, he beholdeth himself, goeth his way, he forgetteth what manner man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continued therein, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of this work, this man will be blessed in his deed. So what's going to happen to you this week? 
You're going to get blessed in your deeds. Why? Because you are a doer of the word. Say this after me. I am a doer of the word. And the Bible says you bless in your deed. You bless coming in and you bless going out. You bless when you lie down. You bless when you get up. You're blessed. Amen. Somebody say, I'm not pastor. I'm sick. Let the sick say, I am. Let the weak say, I am. Let the poor say, I am. Say the opposite of what the devil's saying about you. Phone call. I tell you, you're going to fail. You bit of more than you can chew. You think God's going to come through for you. You tell him, shut up. You got the wrong number. The Bible says that you will be blessed in your deed. I declare over every single one of you this week, you will be blessed in your deed as you do the words. Luke 9 and verse 12 says, and when the day began to wear away, there came 12 and said, send the multitudes away that they may go into the towns and the country about and lodge and get victuals or food, provisions, for we in a desert place. But he said, you give them. They said, we have no more but five loaves and two fish except we go out and buy meat for all the people. For there were about 5,000, the Bible says. And he said to his disciples, make them all sit down by fifties in a company. So somebody said, I don't understand you building all these companies. Well, Jesus built companies of 50. Amen. And they did so and made them all sit down. And he took the loaves and two fish, looking up to heaven, blessed and break them and gave the disciples to set before the multitude. And they did, and they all were filled and taken up fragments that remained 12 baskets full. Amen. So what were they to do? To do the word. What did Mary tell the disciples? Whatever he says to do. Fill the water pots to the room with water. They were doing the word. Jesus was the word. Can you say amen? amen? This is what you do. So he's leading you. He's guiding you. He's telling you exactly what to do. God will even give you the names to things and, and in events. I want you to call it this. You're going to do this. You're going you're to call it that. Because that's what he does. He, he names things. He calls things, certain things. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So don't. Look at man as your source and your supply and be a doer of the word. And then here's one very important, especially this week. Don't ever lose your joy. Somebody said, oh, there he goes again. I knew he was going to touch on joy again. Don't lose your joy. Sometimes adverse circumstances can cause you to lose your excitement of serving the Lord. When that happens, you stop giving thanks and you stop being thankful. 
Stay expectant. Expect him to move on your behalf every day. You wake up in the morning, you're expecting him to move before noon. You know what I mean? Somebody said, what are you waiting for? No, something big's about to happen. I just feel like something good's about to happen. I just feel like something good is on the way. Yeah. I feel good. So, you, the Bible says to encourage yourself in the Lord. I know we, we call it a happy church. You know, they call us the happy church. They're actually calling us the very rich church now. Yeah. They can call us the healed church too. So don't lose your joy. Somebody said, I'm not going to lose my joy. Turn to your neighbor and say, I will not lose my joy. Say it again, I will not lose my joy. Why? Because I expect his blessings. I expect his favor on my life every single day. I trust him for the smallest things in my life. Amen. Now people have said to me, so, but pastor, you said don't lose your joy. And how can you laugh when all the storms? Well, the Bible says it's destruction and famine, you shall laugh. Somebody said, well, how do you do that? You just start to laugh. So I have to teach people how to laugh. You just do it like this. Ha, ha, ha. Very easy. Just try it. Ha, ha. Yep. Do, do it to where you get like a collection and then the offering comes forth. I know people say, in church? Yes. Why not? This is not a mental institution. This is not a prison cell. The place of liberty. Place of freedom. Place of joy. Don't lose your joy. Some people are finding their joy right now. They're finding it. Joy unspeakable, full of glory.
these things are blowing. I'm not sure if they're burning or the gas is coming. At least if you don't get warm, you can get gassed up here on a Sunday morning. Lord, flood this field with joy. my mom-in-law's what, 86th birthday this last week. Look at her. All happy here on the front row. My mother-in-law. Best mother-in-law I've only ever, ever had. The only mother-in-law I've ever had. She's happy. Look at her. So this leads me to the next thing. Is it possible to have a joy that's thankful? You know, when you first start out and you're kind of laughing at the devil, you know, and <laughs> but <laughs> but when it turns, and now it's real joy that flows. It's a joy that floods your life in thankfulness because of his goodness. So then you reflect back, as we've already talked about, of all that he's done, the past victories, the times that looked like it was over for you, but the Lord brought you through. Your salvation, the fact that you saved, that you're on your way to heaven, that even if Jesus came right now, you're ready to go home. You, are you with me? Hallelujah. You're thankful for your, your family, your spouse, your children, your health, everything. Thankful for those around about you. Amen. Somebody said, well, I'm not thankful for my... Anyway, in Jesus' name, that's turning around today. Hallelujah. And thankful for where he brought you from. And then that brings me to wrap this up here today. Number five, that's why you've got to tell about it. You have to testify. 
Why do, we, why do we have testimonies on a Sunday morning? You have to go from behind and testify. Somebody said, but what if people get mad at my testimony? Just keep testifying. You know, people probably get irritated at me because I'm going to testify. I'm going to testify of his goodness. Somebody said, oh, there he goes again. He's going to testify. How do you know you've testified in it properly when other people can tell you your testimony? When other people are calling you, hey, come over here, tell the people what just happened to you. Yesterday at the car show, we had a businessman from Orlando who has a painting company. Listen to this. And I was over at River Claremont, I met him there. He came over and he brought the, the, the latest brand new C8 Corvette mid-engine. I mean, it's, it's you know, there, there's, there's probably, I don't even know if this one is even available. And, and so anyway, he has this paint company and he began to, you know, paint, obviously that's his business and that. And the Lord told him to paint this big church, to paint for the whole thing. So he painted the whole thing, it was probably $100,000 worth of painting to paint. And then there were other people, so the Lord said paint that. So he just, from his company, just started painting and started blessing. And then there were people, very wealthy people, and the Lord told him, go bless them. Anyway, he was, he was going along, and he's got many painters and a big painting company and everything. And he's, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he was so excited because he's Spanish too. You know, Spanish get really excited when they tell you the whole thing. And he said, Pastor, you, you must, my wife and I, we, we kind of felt like the Lord said to me, get the car that you want. So he said, well, if I'm going to get the car I want, I want this Corvette, I want this, I want that trim, I want everything. And he told the Lord, and on the website, he just went and put the whole thing. Well, the way it works with, with, with Chevrolet is that there's a drawing to get that special car. It, it, I can't even remember the, the name of it or whatever, it's, it's a Corvette and whatever. And everything, even down to the color, what he wanted, everything. And he thought it's going to take a year or two years or whatever. Well... He said, out of the blue, they call him up. They say, the car's available. Well, you know, if you buy it, you buy it, the sticker. If not, they turn around and flip it for three times that amount. Those things are going in Dubai for $280,000. You could buy them at, at the manufacturer, you know, re uh, whole, whatever they sell at manufacturer's price for 110000 or whatever. So suddenly the car is there. I think it was like 110000 and something with seven cents or something like that. So he said, Lord, I know that you told me you're going to give me the car. And he said, my wife, she's a woman of faith because she does all the finances for the business. So we just begin to thank God every day. Lord, we are, we are givers. We tithers. We sows of seed. We've, we've helped paint places and whatever. And you told me you're going to give me a car. And I don't know how you're going to give me a car. But they called me now and said the car is available. And they want me to pick it up in the next week. So he said, I didn't know how, because he said, I was not going to buy the car, but he said, the Lord told me he was going to give me a car. And it was his birthday, and he said, I'm turning, I think, 40, and it's my birthday, and I'm getting this car, and the Lord, and he was just kept doing that all the time. So his wife said, go to the mail. He said, I never go to the mail, pick up the mail. He said, his wife said, go to the mail. He said, I go to the mail, and I, there's two checks. And he said, there's from this this very wealthy couple wow. that he blessed them with paint 
And the wife kept saying to the husband, I feel we need to send this guy a gift because he blessed us in a, in a powerful way, you know, with painting everything we're doing for our house and stuff like that. And so he got an amount and she got an amount and they were almost similar. They were close to 50 50 something thousand and 50 something whatever on the other side. And, and he said, well, my amount's different. She said, no, we must add them two together. And it came to $110,000.07. She added the seven cents onto it. And he said, he opens the envelopes and here's the two checks that came in from this people. And he goes, he looks at his wife and he held them like this. He goes, oh my God. And there it is, went down to the dealer and, and paid cash for the whole thing. It was supernatural. But so he didn't know how it was going to happen. And I told him, come here and tell the testimony. So he came to the car show, brought the car, and told the testimony yesterday. Listen, that's going to happen to more and more people. So he told me, he said, all I did every day was just be thankful. All I did every day was I just kept thanking the Lord. Lord, you told me you're going to give me a car. I don't know how you're going to. Now he said, I have the money. I can go buy the car. But the Lord told me he's going to give me one. So I'm just thanking him every day. Father, I just thank you for my vehicle. I don't know how you're going to do it. I know it's coming, and I just thank you for it, and I just give you praise. And then he go about his business every day. Father, I just thank. Then the Lord tell me, give over here, so over there. He give his tithe, he give gifts over here. Lord, I thank you for my car. I don't know how it's going to happen. And boom, there it is. And you have to see it. Even the, um, I should know all these terms. I'm a COVID myself. But even that the, the whole, of, um, like a ring, at the back of the car, it's not a spoiler, but huh? It's not a spoiler, it's called, it's like an aerodynamic thing on the back of the vehicle. It has a lower one and he wanted the higher one and a big one and he wanted it to be white, it must be white. So the dealer calls him and said, listen, it comes with whatever this thing is, but it's not the one you, it's taller and it's white. And he said, I think it's mine. Everything down to the very, he said, Pastor, every, so what he did, he made a whole video of it and he put the um, code on the side of the car. So when you come by and take a picture, it pulls it up with the whole video of the testimony of the car. So people are coming up to the car and they're looking at this car because you, you don't see many of it. And they see this um, a QR code, and they put their phone there, it comes on, and he says, hi, I want to tell you what happened. This car is here today. It's a miracle what the Lord did for me. And I, yeah, so the car is speaking. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on, River Church. Be thankful. Be thankful for what God is doing in your life. You will see the blessing of God. You will see the hand of God on your life. This week, you will see it. This week at Thanksgiving, you're going to see it. I'm telling you right now. Rejoice. Be happy. Be glad. The Lord is with you. He's on your side. He is for you. Hallelujah. You'll not die, but you shall live. To show forth the glory of God. There's many things 
that God wants to do for you that you have to take your eyes off the natural and put your eyes on him today. Stop listening to religious devils and the lies of the enemy and keep your eyes on Jesus. I want everybody to bow your heads across this place right now. I want to give an invitation to you that have come today or you that are watching by way of television. Maybe you came on this property, you've never given your life to the Lord, you've never said, Jesus, come be my Lord and Savior. I want to give an invitation to you today. If you fit into any one of these categories, what would happen if today was your last day on the earth? You went home, put your head on your pillow, and you went to sleep and never woke up again. Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? You that are watching by television. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And today God calls you. You might never have another opportunity. Today he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He calls you, will you come? Will you say, yes, Lord? Maybe you hear, you're watching, you say, Pastor, I gave my life to Jesus, the day's gone by, but I'm not serving God like I should. I've grown cold. Something that's hidden in your heart that you never have ever asked the Lord to forgive you of. Hidden things, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, envy, lust. These things need to go. Maybe there's something outward that everyone could see, but God wants to come and remove that today. He said, I will take out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. He said, a new spirit will I put within you. Will you let him do that today? Will you say, yes, Lord Jesus? He will come if you will let him. Maybe a storm came against your life, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked your world, but today you say, I'm coming back. I want to surrender my life afresh. Will you do that? Will you say, yes, Lord? Yes. And then lastly, maybe you hear, you say, Pastor, I do love the Lord, but I'm not sure of my salvation. The devil's always lying to me, telling me that I'm not saved. But today, I want to make sure, I want to know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. If this is you and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are. Quickly, put your hand up now and say, pray for me. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Raise up high. God bless you. God bless you. Raise up high and say, yes, Lord. Yes, today is my day. Today is my day. Quickly, just slip it up high and say, yes, Lord. Once you've raised your hand, put it down. I want you to look at me, please. On this side of the building, if you didn't raise your hand, but you want to be included, just slip your hand up right now and say, include me. Slip it up high and say, yes, that's me. God bless you. God bless you. This middle section, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included, slip your hand up right now. All the way to the back, God bless you. Anybody else, slip it up high and say yes, yes, yes. This far side over here, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included, put your hand up right now. Thank you, thank you. I want every person that raised your hand to stand right now. Stand across the building quickly. 
I want you to bring your personal belongings. Come stand right there. We're going to pray together. Come. Come. Today is your day of freedom and liberty. Turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me. Before me, the world behind me. No turning back. You can take the whole world. Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. They're still coming. They're still coming. On a freezing cold day in Tampa, the harvest is still coming. In many church circles, they would tell you this is not possible. That's how cold it is. They would say it's not possible to have a service. They say it was not possible to have anybody come. It's possible. I want you to look at me right now. Everybody, if you look at me, today you have not come to man. I'm just a messenger. The Lord sent me from Africa here as a missionary. I've been to 85 countries. And if you mean business with God today, God means business with you. That today will be a total turnaround in your life. You might have come one way, but you're gonna leave another way. The Lord loves you, loves you so much. That's why Jesus came and died for you on the cross. So we're gonna pray right now. I want you to close your eyes and raise your right hand to heaven. 
and pray this together with me right now. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me, cleanse me, change me, fill me, use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now just lift both hands. Let me pray over you. Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit. That on that day, not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact many for your kingdom. I break every bondage, every addiction off of their life. I break depression, oppression, and fear. Any spirit of witchcraft that's been operating against their life, I break it. I send every curse back to the place where it comes from in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for your hand upon them. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.